0: Well, good morning. Welcome to Front Range. I'm uh, glad you guys are here today joining us. My name is Mike Surratt. I'm one of the pastors here. And uh, glad to have you with us here. All of you uh, joining us uh, right here in the room, those of you watching online, and those of you also joining out in the courtyard out there. I'm glad you're here today. And uh, we hope this place can become a home for you, a place where you can uh, build community, discover your purpose, and grow in your faith in Jesus. And before we uh, dive in, I do want to let you know uh, real quick about next week, because next Sunday, which is July 2nd, uh, we will not be having any in-person services here. So no services here uh, at Renaissance, but we will be online. So we're online only next Sunday, uh, same service times, so we have 9 o'clock and 10.30. You can join us over on our YouTube page, you can uh, join us at live.frontrange.org. Uh, we've got a chat in both of those uh, locations. Uh, it's a cool interactive service. If you've never experienced one of our online services, uh, you've got to check it out. But we're doing that uh, for a couple reasons uh, next week. Number one, it's right around uh, the 4th of July. So we know a lot of people will be traveling, uh, will be out of town, uh, people will be you know, celebrating with family, various things. And the second reason we've done this the last few years is we want to be able to give that opportunity uh, to not only our staff, but also our amazing dream team that helps uh, make this service possible every single week. And so we will not be having in-person services online, only if you show up here next week, you got to get up here and speak, all right? That's, that's what you get to do. So uh, join us online uh, next Sunday. Now today, we will be continuing on in our series about the Ten Commandments. We started a few weeks ago. Uh, you've probably heard of the, the Ten Commandments before. We're taking each week and kind of looking at a different commandment. And this week is actually a little bit uh, of a shift in where we've been, because uh, the first few weeks... Uh, And by the way, before I jump into that, if you have missed any of these weeks, I encourage you to go check them out on our series hub we have created for the Ten Commandments. If you don't know what a series hub is, we've kind of created these pages for every one of our series this year, and on there we put resources like videos and podcasts and reading plans to kind of jump in and dive a little deeper into the series. If you go to our website, frontrange.org, click on the messages uh, menu, there'll be a series hub button you can click. It's got all the series hub for every series we've done this year. There's one for Ten Commandments. Click on that. All of our messages are on there, uh, all the resources. It's really cool. Well, we've been looking at kind of our relationship with God through the first three. In fact, the first week we looked at how we love God by how we trust in His faithfulness. And the second week we looked at how we love God by how we put Him first in our lives, how we make Him number one. And then the last week we looked at how we love God by how we, we bear His name, how we represent Him. And so this week we kind of actually shift our focus over to our relationship with other people. And I believe that this uh, commandment today, the kind of concepts we're going to talk about, sets the foundation for every relationship uh, we have, how we treat every single person around us. In fact, this week it kind of gets a little uh, personal, and there's even a a promise that comes with uh, the commandment this week, a promise that if you nail this, you will have a long life. Sounds crazy, I know, uh, but it is in there. Uh, We're going to look at Exodus chapter 20, uh, and if you don't have a Bible, uh, one, you can actually grab one anytime you want from our Blue Connection tent that Pastor Brandon mentioned earlier you passed on the way in. Uh, we don't need anything from you. You can literally walk over. It's these Bibles right here. You can literally just grab one. No one, you don't have to give anything at all. Uh, we'll also have it on the screen. You can download uh, the Bible app on your phone. It's an easy way to follow along as well. We're going to be in Exodus chapter 20, just looking at one verse, verse 12. Here's what it says, honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land your Lord, your God, has given you. Honor your father and your mother. And I know what some of you are thinking right now. Did I hear an amen uh, in the crowd? Yeah, all right, that's good. Thank you, Ed. Uh, I know some of you might be thinking, like, seriously, we, you got to do this one today? Like, why can't we do an easy one, like don't steal or the don't murder people one or something like that? Why do you got to talk about my parents? And I know a lot of us, uh, or all of us, have a different reaction when it comes to thinking about, um, our relationship with, with our parents. And that's because we're all in, in a different place. And I do want to recognize today that all of us uh, are, are uh, you know, different uh, kind of areas and spaces in our relationship with our parents. Some of us, we have a great relationship. Like, it's great. Some of us, we probably haven't talked to our parents in months or even years. And for some, that might be a great relationship. I don't know. Uh, but some of us in here, you know, we were hurt by our parents, and, and there's no relationship there. Some of us, our parents are no longer with us. And some of us may not have even known who our parents were. And so today, like I said, we're going we're to come from that perspective that we're all in a different uh, space in that relationship. But I believe we can still honor, no matter where that relationship stands, that we're still able to honor in such a way that we see this, this blessing. Because that end of the verse there, the part about living a long life, I think that's important, right? I don't want to just gloss over that. In fact, it's so important that... Uh, This guy named Paul, we've talked about him a lot. He's wrote most of the New Testament. He actually talks about this again uh, in the book of Ephesians chapter 6. He kind of reiterates what we just said. Here's what he says. This is Ephesians chapter 6, verses 2 and 3. He says, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. It tells us right there, it's the first commandment with a promise. It says, if you do this, you'll enjoy a long life on the earth. It will go well with you, he says. So, and I don't think this is some like mystical thing, right? Where if you, every time you don't honor your parents, you lose a year of your life or anything like that. Uh, But I do think there is power and extreme importance in being able to honor the people who made our lives possible, And then also those those life lessons that we learn along the way. So what I want to do today is I want to look at two ways that we can honor honor our parents in a way that we receive uh, this blessing that the Bible promises. So the first way to do that, the first thing is to honor in every stage. Honor in every stage. Because honoring, it looks different, right? Depending on what stage of life you're in. You start out, you know, as, as children. For children, honoring, it looks like obeying. You don't have a choice, uh, you know, in doing what you're told, uh, but it, it kind of teaches us about authority and how to respond and also how not to respond uh, when someone in authority asks you to do something. Uh, that's a life lesson right there, dealing with authority that I think a lot of people have missed out on, uh, could maybe uh, use uh, some learning in that area. And so honoring as a child it looks looks like obedience. And then as we move into kind of teen, young adults, not only is it obedience, but Honoring your parents looks like listening to them. Let me repeat that. Honoring your parents looks like listening to them. I I have uh, three kids of my own. Uh, My oldest now is 12. And I'm starting to realize that a lot of times my goal as a parent is simply to get her to acknowledge that she heard me. Right? Can anyone else relate? Like, yeah, my goal is just like, can you give me a sign that you heard like half of what I said maybe uh, or a piece of it? it? It's listening. I remember when I was 17 years old, and uh, I started dating a girl, this girl that, that my parents did not approve of. Uh, I believe the kids these days would say there were some red flags uh, in the relationship that I just ignored uh, and went right through anyways. And the relationship did not last long at all. In fact, uh, she broke up, or we broke up when she started dating my best friend. That's how it uh, worked out. But I remember when I told my parents that, my mom said she told me, she said, well, I tried to tell you that that relationship probably wasn't a good idea. And, of course, my response was, you did win. And she proceeded to to remind me of, you know, a few different times, one of them being the fact that uh, this person was actually caught one time stealing from a store and that I just didn't think that was a big deal at all and didn't listen to anything that she had to say. And I started to realize that, you know, maybe my parents have maybe something to offer uh, that I should maybe start listening to once in a while. Uh, Because listening, it's not only a way to honor uh, but it's also, it teaches us discernment. Uh, discernment, because we've got a lot of voices that, are, that come into our lives, voices that want to tell us, you know, how to act, uh, what to wear, who we should be, what we should do, where we should live, all these different things. We've got all these voices, and we have to learn how to discern who to listen to and who not to listen to. So listening is one of those uh, life skills that we, we pick up that we honestly could still even work on more today. And then also in that kind of stage, we start to see that our parents, well, they make mistakes too, right? They're not perfect. They mess up. They're in, in the same boat as us. They need forgiveness just like we do. And if you're a parent here, uh, I can't possibly stress enough how important it is to be able to admit when you've made a mistake to your kids, to admit a mistake, to apologize to them, and even uh, to ask for their forgiveness. I remember when my dad first did that with me uh, long time ago, I was probably nine or ten years old. I should remember we were riding a car, and I did something. I was probably terrible. I have no idea. I don't remember what it was. But I remember he, you know, snapped at me, yelled at me. And, and, and then a few hours later, he came to me and said that he felt like his, his reaction was, was, was too far. It was over the top. Um, and he wanted to apologize. And he actually asked me if I would uh, forgive him. And I remember that was, that was like the weirdest feeling in, in the world at that time as a kid because I was the one who always made the mistakes, right? I was the one who messed up. I was the one who had to ask for forgiveness, not him. But it taught me that my parents, that they're not perfect, that they make mistakes just like me, and that they're in need of the same forgiveness that I need. And so, again, parents in here, I just want to say, it's, it's not too late, it's not too late uh, to, to go back and to, to apologize uh, to kids for mistakes and, and to, to admit that. Because being able to admit when we've done something wrong, being able to own our mistakes, it's a critically important life lesson that we can learn. And then as we, we get even older in life, uh, we, we you know, become an adult, have a life of our own, uh, honoring looks a little bit different. And so honoring at that stage, it really means to, to kind of recognize the significance of our parents, to really appreciate them. And I think we can appreciate, I think there's two ways. I have that we can appreciate our parents, no matter where our relationship may be, two ways. Uh, first is to appreciate their efforts. Because I don't know if you know this, but parenting is hard, right? It's really hard. In fact, I saw a video this week that reminded me of, of how hard it can be uh, to be a parent of, of young children. So let's take a look at this video.
1: All right, mommy's at an appointment, so I made your lunches today. Uh, peanut butter sandwiches, yeah. Why are you crying? No, I just said mommy's at an appointment, so I had to make it. You don't want you want mommy to make it. You'd rather starve. Well, you do that, how's your sandwich? Too much peanut butter on it. You want me to take some off? Okay. Okay, all right. How's that? Is that better? Yeah? Not just too little? There's not enough? What do you mean there's not enough? Okay. All right. You're still crying? All right, good stuff. Okay, there you go. That is perfect. don't like peanut butter anymore oh my god they're just kids they're just kids they're just hey mom yeah i just want to call and apologize just for being a kid ever yep Mm -hmm. i do get it now i totally get it yep all right bye
0: i can't tell you how many times that exact situation has happened to me uh as a parent so i uh definitely feel that one uh but it's hard right parenting's hard I mean, when's the last time you just thanked your parents for putting up with you and keeping you alive? Because I promise it it wasn't easy. And not only is it hard, I think the second thing that we can appreciate is we can appreciate their efforts. Appreciate their efforts. That's what I just said. Appreciate their sacrifice. That's the second thing. Uh, We already did the first one. So appreciate their effort and appreciate their sacrifice. Because not only is parenting hard, uh, but it's also very, very expensive. Uh, I looked up recently what it takes now to raise a child from birth all the way uh, to 18 years old, and the, the cost now to do that is right at $300,000 birth. Uh, and then if you want to help send your kid to college, I'm pretty sure you need another $300,000 uh, from what I've seen. I mean, that's a lot of money. Imagine what your parents could have done with that money instead of raising you, right? It's, it's a sacrifice financially. I mean, I've got three kids of my own now, and I'm still surprised every year when we have to buy new clothes and new shoes every single year. I don't think it ever ends. I look back, and honestly, I think appreciating that kind of sacrifice is something you can't really do until you get older uh, in life and, and see what it took. I, I don't know how my parents did it. But it's not just a financial sacrifice. There's, there's other things too, right? It takes a lot of time. In fact, I think parenting, you know, is almost like a— uh, just constantly an interruption to what what you actually planned on doing. I I think of a time when I was a freshman in college, and uh, I'd come back home for the weekend uh, from college, you know, to do the free laundry uh, like you do, and I was headed back to school, uh, which was about three and a half hours away from my home, and I was headed back there, or at least that's where my parents thought I was. Uh, What I was actually doing was uh, stopping by my girlfriend's house, yes, the same one I mentioned earlier, uh, <laughs> stopping by her house uh, first before I headed out. Didn't tell my parents that. They thought I was on the road, but uh, instead stopped in there, and then I was going to leave, and so I finally did, and I was headed out. It was uh, later. It was raining. It was going way too fast. I was going on an on-ramp on the highway, spun the car out, and crashed into the guardrail, and my car, you know, it was, it was pretty bad. There was no way I was going to be able to drive it, so I, there I was sitting on the side of the highway in the rain, and had to call... My dad and explained to him that not only was I not pulling into the parking lot uh, of my college, like he thought I was, uh, but I had gone to see uh, this girl first, and I had wrecked my car and now I had no way to get to college. And so as you can imagine, there was some intense fellowship uh, on that phone call. <laughs> it was. And somehow it ended with him giving me his car that I could then drive and go off to school. And him taking the responsibility of figuring out how to get my car towed and getting my car fixed and all that stuff. Incredible sacrifice. I look back on my life and I don't know how I made it here, uh, but not without a ton of sacrifices uh, from my parents along the way. And so I think we can all appreciate the sacrifice uh, that our parents, the sacrifices that our parents have made uh, to get us where we are today. And so then as we uh, get later on in life, uh, honoring our parents, it looks like supporting them. Supporting them. It's a, it's, honestly, it's a, a normal and natural thing for children to end up supporting their parents in you know, a variety of different ways. It's not just that, but it's also biblical. In fact, uh, Paul, we mentioned earlier, he wrote about this in the book of First Timothy. He was writing a letter to this guy named Timothy, and he was giving instructions on how to care for the people in his church. And he kind of touched on this very subject. It's in First Timothy uh, chapter 5, verses 3 and 4. This is what Paul says. He says, Give proper recognition to those widows who are really in need. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, these should learn, first of all, to put their religion into practice by caring for their own family and so repaying their parents and grandparents, for this is pleasing to God. He says to put their religion into practice by caring for their own family. And it wasn't like back then they had, you know, zero issues with, with family or parents or drama or any of that is the same as, as it is today. God says it's our responsibility to honor our parents by caring for them. I know some of you probably right now are thinking like, there's just no way I can do that. You don't understand. And I'm going to get to some of that actually in a, in a little bit later. But when we get to, to that stage of life, honoring our parents, it means caring for them. And then lastly, we can still honor our parents even when they're no longer here by how we represent them. By the stories that we choose to share, by the memories that we talk about, you know, I think about my uh, great grandparents. So I have absolutely no memory of ever, you know, being around them, seeing them, any of that. The only thing I have are the stories that my parents have shared, and that my grandparents have shared. Right? Their legacy is still being written to this day by how they're being represented by their children. And so we can still choose to honor, still choose to honor our parents even when they're no longer here by how we represent them. And so the first way that we we honor in a way that we see this blessing that's promised in the Bible is by honoring at every stage. And I mentioned earlier that, you know, we're all in a different uh, space when it comes to our relationship with our parents. And I believe we all have gaps, right, in those relationships. Some may be larger than others, but we all have gaps in the relationship and in, in how we were raised. I mean, honestly, what would you expect? You've got imperfect people raising imperfect people. So you're left with these gaps. But this, this is a commandment to honor, right? It's, it's the Ten Commandments, that's what we're, we're looking about. There's no uh, asterisk there. There's no disqualification clause. It doesn't say, honor your father and mother if, or honor your father and mother unless. It says, honor them. Honor them despite the gaps that exist. Honor them no matter what. And so the second way I think that we can honor our parents in a way that we receive this blessing the Bible talks about, is to let God fill in the gaps. Let God fill in the gaps. Because it's only through the grace of God, it's only through his redemption that we are able to to, to cover the gaps that are left by our parents that we all have. In fact, Paul, our guy Paul, we keep talking about, he wrote uh, about this in the book of Romans, chapter 3, uh, verses 23 and 24. It talks about this need that we all have uh, for redemption. This is what he says. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. See, we're all sinners. Right? We all make mistakes. We all need this, this grace of God. That includes you, because includes me, includes our parents, their parents, our children, their children. We're all in the same boat. And we can spend a lot of time coming up with all the ways that our parents have failed us, coming up with all the ways that our parents haven't set us up for success. We can give that over to God and we could choose to honor them for what they have done for us. It kind of reminds me of a quote I heard recently from a pastor where he said that you and your parents are not an accident because God's more interested in you than he is their parenting skills. And that grace we receive it's not only for us, but we are then able to extend that grace, extend it to our parents, because we can honor no matter what, because God loves us no matter what. We can honor them even when they aren't faithful, even when they are consistent, even when they aren't godly, because God loves us even when we aren't faithful, even when we aren't consistent, and even when we aren't godly. But I do want to take a moment uh, right now and and, and talk to those who who may have been hurt, deeply hurt, or even abused by their parents. Because that's something that, that, that God takes very seriously. In fact, the Bible promises severe punishment for child abuse and for child neglect. And honoring certainly looks different in those situations. And I want to be clear that God is not asking you to ignore it, He's not asking you uh, to, to stuff it away. He's not asking you to excuse it. But he wants you to be able to face it, to face it, to be able to move on. And the way we honor in that situation, the way we honor is through being honest with them, being honest about the pain that has been caused. And yeah, the eventual goal is forgiveness, but the first step is to have that honest conversation. And if you can't have that conversation because they're no longer with us or because you just simply aren't able to have that conversation, then I would encourage you to express that pain uh, to a Christian counselor, to someone who who can listen. And we here at Far Range, we've got a number of uh, counselors that we recommend in the area. And if that's something that that you're interested in that, that you would want, simply take your Connect card that Pastor Brandon mentioned earlier in the worship guide and just write the word counseling on there. And we'll be happy to follow up with you and just simply give you a list of of people and places that we recommend uh, here for that. And it'll be clear that that takes an immense amount of courage to be able to do that. But the only way we we start down this road of healing and this road of forgiveness is we take the first step. And the first step is to honor our parents by, by being honest with them or about them. And I mentioned earlier uh, at the beginning today that that this commandment, this this idea, this concept, it really sets the foundation, right, for all relationships we have around us, for how how we treat, how we view everyone around us. Because when we do this, when we honor at every stage and when we let God fill in the gaps, what we're doing is we're, we're establishing a foundation of love, a foundation of love that should be present in every single one of our relationships. I don't think it's a mistake, right, or an accident that that God put this commandment so high in the list. Because again, it it sets the stage for for how we interact with, with everybody, not just our parents. And if we can do it with our parents, then we can do it with anyone. So today, I hope you will choose to honor your father and mother. Honor them no matter what stage of life you're in and no matter what shape their relationship is in. It's not too late. Let's pray. God, I thank you for this this day. I thank you for the opportunity to be here. God, I thank you that, that you have designed us. God, where we need parents. God, that you have established this, this structure and this system of honor. And Lord, right now, I, I, I pray that you would, uh, God, help every single one of us. No matter what stage of life we're in, no matter what shape that relationship might be in. God, I pray that you would show us ways that we can honor today. God, that we will be able to focus on what they have done for us. God, and give everything else over to you to let you fill in those gaps. God, I thank you that you extend that forgiveness and that redemption to every single one of us. God, there's not a person in this room that does not need your grace in their life. God, I thank you that you offer that to us, not only for us, but that we can extend that to others. And God, that we can honor no matter what because you love us no matter what. Lord, again, thank you just for this opportunity we have to reflect on that and to learn from your word. And God, it's your name we pray, amen.